coffee drinkers. That's nine. I never, I never play a nine for some reason. And I'm guessing on some level that definitely shows. Uh, but it's, it's kind of interesting to be working on that first thing. I just... Uh, what is the... I've forgotten the line now. I just punched that in the looper first thing. Oh, yeah. One, two, three, uh, one, two, three four. Ah, I can't count and play the line at the same time. So that's the ostinato. And then I just added, I, I punched that in four times into the looper and then just added uh, one, flat three, or minor third, whatever, five, and then flat, uh, flat six. And so it goes, a uh, nice little morning practice routine loop we'll get to more of that in a second um it's thanksgiving week here in the u.s what is today it's the 21st november 21st 2018 that means black friday and cyber monday are happening which means i'm running a massive sale at the store and at the base studio i never normally do ads on the channel but this is a big one it's 50 percent off everything so i thought that was worth mentioning if you're not on the email list mailing list and you might not have seen that or if you don't follow me on instagram you may not have seen it so if you are a podcast only coffee drinker that's why i'm letting you guys know about it so um website is yannickgustala.com or yannick space studio all of the individual video courses are 50 percent off at yannick space studio as are all the books and everything at the store uh, if you use the coupon code GOLOW, G-O-L-O-W, I promise this is the end of the advertising portion of the podcast. We're going to get back to music. So many things going on. Uh, I got my buddy Jim Bogios, drummer from Counting Crows, coming on the podcast this weekend. That is going to be a fun, uh, fun conversation. We are both avid tennis players, musicians, opinionated individuals. I'm sure we'll find find a lot of good stuff to talk about really fun having adam dawn on if you didn't check that out go check out that last episode episode 13 my birthday episode and uh yeah if you ever wanted to know what it was like growing up in new york in the 80s and being around marcus miller and miles davis and dave samuel and all these amazing people go listen to that episode of the podcast and listen to what adam has to say pretty fascinating stuff but nine i just don't do this that much and it's just interesting approaching something that obviously I've done before I understand conceptually um, I can do uh, but don't do that well and like trying to find the way in like what's the first thing I want to latch onto in order to get better at this okay so the first thing I do there is just listen number one try and feel the big pulse i'm not counting the nine definitely not counting the nine especially when it's this fast one two three four five six seven eight nine one two three that would be just way too way too much maybe that's the one so i am subdividing (laughs) 
so that that's kind of going on naturally but i'm not counting it's not like i'm counting out each subdivision and i'm feeling that bigger pulse so maybe the first thing i do is just hit those points find my place now wow okay so there we go i found something that i that was easy enough to do actually i was clicking my fingers in the right place now i just can't i think maybe because i'm thinking too much Harmon no not harmonically maybe melodically speaking it was easy enough to it was easy enough to click it is easy enough to click my fingers in two places in the bar so maybe I start really simple and just use one note change that note each bar <laughs> ah. see I got a little too fancy with the harmonic uh, content there went to the natural seven I totally lost my place that's not a bad one like finding just the concept just the basic concept of finding some sort of clave and some sort of bigger picture pulse i think that's what i'm always looking for i'm really not trying to go that 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 you know because that's just too much to think about and too much to keep track of even though the subdivision is there naturally like that eighth note subdivision da 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 and it could be you know there are so many different ways of chopping up nine it could be five and four four and five three 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 uh kind of a longer three shorter three there's so many ways of of chopping it up and just the way i played the it feels like that the although it's starting on the flat seven one two three one two three four five six it feels like it's six and three. One, two, three, four, five, six, six, one, two, uh, six, six, one, two, three, four. <coughs> oh, excuse me. One, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, dum, bam, one, two, three, the actual riff feels more like a, a six and a three. Thank you. 
not the most accurate thing I've ever done, but that's, yeah, I guess that's my, my way in to that kind of thing. Also, I'm noticing, once again, I spoke about this the other day, and I like the fact that things, that it's not like just a one-off thing, like, oh, I'll do a podcast, I'll mention that thing one time. Um, like, it's just a list of topics that I want to get out and cover, and once I've covered it, that's it, it's gone. No, fingers are cold again. That is something that's a recurring theme. And maybe the thing I'm playing right now is just too much of a stretch. And I need to slow it down. simple inside things maybe not necessarily in time maybe some rubato things uh just to get the hands warm i don't know if you can hear the heat this like we got like central air slash central heat here and the heat always makes a little bit more noise than the air maybe it's because it's the beginning of the season and it still hasn't warmed up yet but you can probably hear that in the background Losing it. This, uh, this, uh, folks, is forty. Um, maybe, and maybe, <laughs> just maybe, it's time to really get down to the basics and. Um, Maybe even a little slower than that. <sighs> Hear the breathing there? Nice to get that long, slow, deep breathing going while I'm working on this simple stuff. Stuff that I don't have to think about technically, I don't have to think about harmonically. Um, and if you're not at the level of being able to do that with this kind of exercise in triplets, then take it, strip it down to a major scale if you have to. Just be able to get that long phrase, that long, the deep breath in, deep breath out, whichever way you're doing it. Multiple breaths, perhaps, over the course of the scale. I don't recommend talking into a microphone and recording a podcast while you do it, but... Being able to make sure the body is functioning as it would be doing without the bass or whatever instrument you have in your hands, um, really important that the body continues to function like at its uh, at the max, you know, at the at the best of its ability so that when when you are when you are playing something musical the human element is completely secondary uh, just that i'm feeling looser just like focusing in on the on the breathing just a, what was that 30 seconds or something and i'm already feeling looser like that scale that run was was way cleaner 
and I'm way more, way more dialed in, it seems. And I'll do this, whatever the exercise. Whatever the exercise, whatever the tempo. Tendency is always to start off a little bit faster than uh, perhaps I should, so I'm always looking to slow things down and put it put it under the microscope, especially when I'm working on basic, you know, the the, the fundamentals, the real, the foundation. All the fingering, the position shifts, the clarity of the note. Shift to different keys pretty seamlessly. Right here, I'm just going in half steps as I move as I move key centers. Really simple. Whoa, <laughs> so simple I fucked it up. go back and review it was it just a momentary lapse of concentration or was it something that's a serious technical issue that needs taking care of apparently it was just a just a bit of a brain fart so on we go now we've only gone from C chromatically up to E so far talking too much and making too many mistakes but uh, we didn't have to ca cover too much ground and we already did a ton of kind of fundamental right and left hand technique stuff so it can't be that simple I could just use that exercise do it mm, two three four times in each position move it up chromatically an entire octave and suddenly that's like seven eight nine minutes of really solid fundamental practice slash warm up slash breathing exercise getting into perhaps more of a meditative state when it's so repetitive um going into the practice like setting you up for the practice routine with, with the right intent you know if you're coming at it from a relaxed standpoint this is you're gonna you're really gonna see some some bigger gains and more benefits the more relaxed you are and this is just this is my thing on a daily basis as i'm sure many of you uh avid coffee drinkers are already aware but it doesn't it doesn't hurt to reiterate that at all um even though i was like super disciplined when i was younger and when i was first playing the instrument and figuring out music and especially getting into jazz and improvisation all this stuff i was super disciplined simply because my curiosity kind of was the catalyst for everything i was just so like hyper curious about everything i heard that i you know it, Doing the work and spending the time was was a zero issue. Um, my buddy Gooch asked me the other day, uh, and he had the ca video camera in my face, like like taking a Instagram story video or something. And it was my it was my birthday. We were out running, whatever. And he said, "Hey man, so uh, you know how do you how do you stay sexy at forty? Like, or how do you stay young at forty? Some, something something like that. Like make, making kind of a joke. And I wish I'd had a better answer." Uh, while he had the 15 second camera clip 
device going in front of me. But when I thought about it a little bit later, I was like, oh, you just, I think, forget about sexy and young at 40, just happy at 40. That's the most important thing, number one. Uh, or no matter what age you are, happy at 14, happy at 104. It doesn't matter what the age. I just happen to have had a birthday this week, but the the key to having any of those things, sexy, young, happiness, and for me, the happiness being the most important thing, um, especially when it comes to music, because there are like multiple sides to it, of course. Like I'm I'm happy because I have Chelsea in my life, for instance. Like that's a a huge thing. But if you just look at the music side of things, or you know that comes under perhaps the work or career umbrella. For me, the the way to be happy at whatever age I am is is to love doing the work, and I really do. There's no way around. I'm like, I, I jump out of bed in the morning and I'm kind of pretty hyper. And I want to practice. You know, what is it now? It's 9.20. I've been up a couple of hours. Uh, I like to do the podcast when I'm playing the first notes of the morning, but I'd already been practicing before I hit record um, today. So I'm just way into doing the work and, and loving it. That's the most important thing. And, you know, quote unquote, the work can mean so many different things to, to different people. So it doesn't have to be like, oh, you have to love exactly what I do in order to be happy. No, not at all. You have to find what it is, you know, maybe what your goals are, what you're going after. Find out what the work is. Like, what is it that you have to do in order to get where you're going? That's always a, a can be a bit of a battle to figure it out. Um, big questions, honest answers. And then, boom. Just as long as, like, the, it goes back to the curiosity thing to me. It's like I remember so vividly. Okay, so now, now, now we're into something. Now we're finding something. I'm going to see if I can pull this thing up. Um, if I can find a clip. It's kind of obscure, I would imagine. A uh, UK artist called Alison Moye. Al- uh, I wonder if there are two L's. So, uh, Alison Moye, M-O-Y, there we go, um, uh, no, that old devil called love, I think, now let's see if YouTube has this, look at that, YouTube coming through huge, uh, Alison Moye, that old devil called love, I'm probably gonna get shut down and copywritten and all this kind of stuff, <laughs> Ah, this is crazy. Okay. So this is perhaps something I wouldn't listen to now. Okay, it's not particularly in a style that I dig. Um, I think Alison Moy is a, a, a great singer. She had a bunch of hits. and But it was... There, there's a... Basically, there's a... The, the point I'm trying to get to is there's a G minor 9 chord in this in this song somewhere and i found that uh, it take me forever to scroll we're just wasting time like scrolling through it plus it's copywritten i don't want to get the podcast shut down off of youtube this episode so i just remember the moment of hearing this crunch for the first time hearing the minor third and the nine next to each other with a seven in the chord it wasn't voiced that way i don't think it was probably more something like this uh yeah it was more like that it was more like with the with the uh with the nine in the in the melody 
Let me play that C minor instead. But that concept of like E flat major seven over C, um, however you want to think of it, but basically a minor nine chord. And holy cow, I stayed up for, I was about to go to bed. I was just messing around and listening to the record and said, well, what is that? And that was the, the curiosity, one of a million moments of curiosity that just said, oh, okay, I need to know more about this. And I need to know, I need to know what these voicings are, what these inner moving parts are. And then I, one of the next things I heard, like I just played just then was minor nine, keeping the nine in the melody, same note, which becomes the 13. And then that inner moving part, which gives you like this flat nine, natural 13 sound. Going, going to one. So basically, hearing instead of uh, well, let's do it in the same key. Instead of hearing that really, bad, I'm a little out of tune here as well. Instead of hearing that basic, like one, three, seven, uh, voicing the root, the third, and the seventh, like that basic skeletal voicing of a two, five, one. I, I for the first time I heard those extra parts, tensions, like that nine, which became the thirteen. And then that flat nine, natural nine going to flat nine in the voicing. I didn't hear, I don't remember hearing sharp five like this on the one at that point, but those were all steps and all um, moments of curiosity that led to so much more exploration. So uh, the, the whole, and it's work, don't get me wrong, it's work. Like, Holy shit, it's tough to address this shit because I, I don't really want to give it the time of day because it's such bullshit. But there are people like making comments and videos and like refuting, like <laughs> it's, it's so stupid. I won't say people's names. There are m many people doing it, but I, I see and hear things sometimes that have the sentiment of, Oh, well, you know, Yannick does it this way and he has a very strong opinion about doing certain things certain ways, but that doesn't apply to other musicians because he is blank. Uh, I've heard the word prodigy, uh, like words which I think are, are, are so dumb to describe me. Like if you really knew how shit I was at music, like my mum thought I was tone deaf and should steer clear of anything musical for the rest of my life. That's how terrible I was at music in the beginning. I'm not a prodigy. I don't have any talent, like natural talent for this shit. But what I do have is curiosity and a will to work. And in most cases, a will to work harder than anyone else. And that is often, I think, misconceived as some sort of talent, prodigy, genius, bullshit, whatever stupid word you want to put in there and i i could not disagree more with those with those sentiments or those labels especially when it's used when those things are used to say well this person is special and whoever this that, that person is using that information is addressing other people saying this person is special and you guys girls ladies and gentlemen are all normal so you can't possibly use this concept because this person or those people are like putting musicians of any sort of notoriety or with any sort of uh, career or whatever, you know, ability, putting them on a pedestal, which I think is super wrong. Because I think we're all the same. We all have the ability 
unless there's something severely like you have a severe disability or a mental condition or something i think on uh, for the most part um we all have the ability to do this stuff it's just some people are a little more curious than others some people have a stronger will to learn uh some people have uh, trauma in in early stages of their life that motivate them to work harder at certain things in certain areas in later parts of their life. there are so many different ways you know you can analyze it and so many different routes that people take but essentially I, I i hate those labels and i hate it when it's when they're used to address a large audience basically telling that audience like okay you you're just normal and, and you should ignore people like me or or you know people who who yeah that's a it's a tough i should have probably thought about this way more before i started to explain it and get heated and and say fuck you to these people <laughs> but i hope you understand the sentiment and where i'm going it's about that curiosity and that will to learn that i think we all have the ability to harness on, on some level and then it's just a matter of how committed you want to be to it so i just don't want anyone to ever get discouraged and uh you know ever believe that hype or that bullshit that some people seem to seem to put out there um i would just like to say as you know as me that nope not not any kind of prodigy not any kind of talent or anything like that and you know my mum literally thought i was tone deaf when i was a kid you know um it's just about doing the work and about loving the work and feeling good at, at, at whatever age you are um is about being in love with that process i think at least it is for me and of course everyone's different you know um now i gotta uh, remember where we were musically oh yeah i was talking about the alison moye that old devil called love and the fact that there was a minor nine chord in there and that is just one of so many moments over the past 25 plus years that i've been doing this that stand out you know and sometimes it's like uh I don't know. It's like a like a little phrase on a, on a on a Michael Breck. Oh man. Okay. So, see, this is great. Now things are popping, and as I talk to you, I'm gonna get. Uh, oh, oops. I think I have that in my iTunes, so I can play that to you. A little bootleg action, because sometimes it can be as simple as a little phrase. Uh, oh my God! So many good phrases. Oh, I just loaded a bunch of Michael Brecker bootlegs. Um, into my iCloud. Let's see here. What are we going to grab? Maybe this. Oh, no. That's a great track. That's Timeline. This is the... I'm going to play you some stuff from Michael Brecker around... Ooh, I want to say 2000, something like that. I, I don't remember the exact date, but it's Adam Rogers on guitar. Um, Larry Golding's on B3, who's playing bass. Um, with the B3 and uh, Clarence Penn on drums, Michael Brecker Quartet. This is like the, the Time is of the Essence tour of that album. Great album, by the way. Um, it was Pat Metheny, Larry Goldings, and then three different drummers on the record. Bill Stewart, Jeff Tane Watts, and the amazing Elvin Jones with George Witty, George Witty producing. My good buddy, keyboard player with the Brecker Brothers for many years. And he wrote this song, uh, renaissance man or renaissance man as you guys say here in the states cool tune kind of like a 
up-tempo Eddie Harris cross-stick vibe. Let's give this a little more juice. And of course, Michael Brecker absolutely on fire. Okay, immediately got to stop it there and add it. Like, that's another thing. Like, I've been listening to this track for years and just something that pops out right there that I hadn't really paid attention to too much before, what something Clarence is doing on the drums. So you, you hear the ride cymbal is it's like um, eighth notes ding, 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 for the most part. That's the kind of the subdivision. And the cross stick is on all four quarter notes. So you've got so the click is the, is the cross stick. But listen to what's happening with the hi-hat. It's like a it's almost like a halftime thing going on with the hi-hat. I really dig that. Really, you know, so it's little, it's silly little things like that, which actually at the end of the day aren't so silly because they, they draw the ear, they draw my ear in at least they make me they, they make me curious they make me investigate the groove deeper think about the components of the drum set think about the four limbs that are going on the independence the melodic aspect of Clarence's playing it's not just the burning like Adam Rogers guitar line or the legendary like Michael Brecker fluidity and and just immense sound there's like there's so much going on there so I'm all about I think the reason I'm, I'm telling you about this is because I'm all about checking out the music on as many levels as possible. And like the deeper I get into the details, the more I get out of it and the more prepared I am when it comes to interacting. And I'm fortunate enough, I get to play with those guys with with Adam Rogers and with Clarence Penn and with Larry Golding sometimes. So, I, you know, when I when I get to play with them, especially I'm like way inside their specific playing. But it's just when I play with anyone else, I'm so much better uh, prepared for, for all of those possibilities and being able to pick those out in real time. You know, that's when I talk about, like, do not slow things down when you transcribe. That was basically the thing I was getting at earlier on with the, with, the, with the bullshit comments people had made about that. You know, saying, well, you know, Yannick's some kind of prodigy and he can hear all that stuff and that's just not possible for regular human beings. And that's, that's the thing I was talking about earlier on that I think is total bullshit what it is the reality of it is that i was not good at that shit just the same as everyone else isn't good at their stuff when they first start and i started simple and now i'm at the point where yeah i can transcribe a lot of this stuff super fast without without even having my instrument in my hands because i understand the vocabulary and the language and it's no different i mean just think if you know let's 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 make this analogy in english uh for now because English is my first language is what I understand the most and and, and what, but whatever your first language is do you remember the last time you were in a conversation no matter how simple if you were talking about a Kit Kat bar or you were talking about you know Noam Chomsky's latest paper on world politics or something it doesn't matter do you when was the last time you remember having any kind of conversation where you had to say to the person you were talking to oh excuse me could you Say those words much slower so I can understand. No, of course you didn't. Because you're so 
immersed, you have been so immersed in your natural language that you don't need to ask somebody to slow that shit down in order for you to understand it. Why people think that music has to be any different is beyond me. Okay, I mean, I know why. Mainly because we come to it so late. It's like a third, fourth, fifth language for a lot of people. And it's a lot of work to immerse yourself in this thing so much that you are that well-versed in it. But again, it's got nothing to do with being a, a prodigy or having natural talent or any of this crap. It's got to do with doing the work and surrounding yourself in it. And hopefully I can give you a little bit of insight as, as to how I do that. Like, And it's literally pulling apart little hi-hat things like Clarence is playing here and taking, you know, little things at a time, even though, yes, I've been doing it for 25 years now. My ear is pretty tuned up to certain things. Uh, you know, sometimes I have to listen again and again and again to them, but I won't slow them down. You know, I'll do it in real time. It's like, at this point, it's like, okay, maybe I don't understand Noam Chomsky's latest paper on, you know, on, on, on world politics or, you know, foreign policy of, Uganda or whatever it is that he's written about. So maybe I'll have to read it a few times before I get it. Or maybe I'll have to, uh, you know, if I was fortunate enough to be in the same room with him talking about it, I would ask him questions about it and, and have, the, have the point brought forward several different ways maybe, or may ha- maybe have him make the point over and over again until I got it. Exactly the same here. You know, I might have to listen to this Adam Rogers solo. Well, actually, this for Adam Rogers solo, I, I transcribed before, but I might have to listen to something at this tempo with this much is angularity a word jesus i should know that but with this much angular content in it for instance i might have to listen to it a few times before i actually go oh yeah okay so that's that's what that is but it's that immersion you know and it is no different from whatever your first language is you uh, it you know, you just don't ask people to slow shit down when you're in the middle of a conversation with them so you can understand the word. It's like even if it's, if it's a word that you don't know the meaning of, you still understand the delivery of the word in real time, almost no matter what it is. Think about that for a minute, you know. And these, these are words. This is vocabulary of like, okay. I'm going to do a little Googling here and hope that, um, uh, let's see, hope that it's, even if this is 80% accurate, um, okay, here we go. How many words are there in the English language? First of all, we have 26 uh, letters in the alphabet. Um, It says here, the second edition of the the 20-volume Oxford English Dictionary contains four entries for 171,476 words in current use and over 47,000 obsolete words. So this may be added around 9,500 derivative words included as such. Okay, so basically we're talking about a huge number of words. And compared to our, in Western Harmony anyway, compared to our 12 notes on a chromatic scale that we deal with, uh, you're already looking at over twice that as the basic components and building blocks of these words. So 26 um, letters in the alphabet. Uh, Do I need... Okay. And then, of course, you've got numbers and all these other things. You've got punctuation, which I guess you can liken to... Uh, dynamics and all kinds of things in the in the in the written language of music at least but holy cow 
we don't even I, and I guess like a basic vocabulary but even a basic vocabulary let's see if I can uh, how many words in a basic uh, person in a person's basic I, I should know all this stuff my mom's a linguist um, uh, person's basic vocabulary How about the amount of prep I did for this podcast, huh? Zero. Um, according to a lexicographer and dictionary expert, Susie Dent. Okay, Susie Dent. This is amazing that the first thing that came up is Susie Dent because she is on, of all things, eight out. Well, she's on Countdown, the, the English TV show. But more importantly, she's on eight out of ten cats does Countdown, hosted by Jimmy Carr and with Rachel Riley. So this is, I love the fact. And my, my best friend in the world is a, uh, is a linguist and used to work with Susie Dent. So this is just Awesome. Um, so anyway, getting back to the point, according to lexicographer and dictionary expert Susie Dent, the average active vocabulary of an adult English speaker is around 20,000 words, while their passive vocabulary is around 40,000. I mean, that is epic. 40,000 words passive vocabulary, 20,000 words active. It's so much more complicated. You know, when you look at music, like, oh, okay, we've got like 12 notes, some basic qualities of chords when you get into stacked harmony, minor, major, diminished, augmented. I mean, it's not that complicated. Do you listen to the Michael Brecker solo or the Adam? Let's get back to the music here. Um, where are we? They're vamping on one chord right now, you know? It's like they have one subject. You know, they have one subject. And they're talking about it. One simple subject. This could be like a can of soda or something. And this is the can of soda chord. And they're just talking about, oh, soda, you like the bubbles? Ah, I kind of like the bubbles. What flavor do you like? Ah, sometimes I like orange. Sometimes I like lime. You know, simple stuff. One chord. You know, you, if you really went in there and analyzed the vocabulary they're using to improvise over that, it, you know, it's, it's, it's not getting out into, they're not discussing the 400th ingredient of the of the soda they're just like oh yeah basically water and sugar little you know little carbonation like it's when you when you make that comparison that linguistic comparison it's really simple so i've gone off on a bit of a tangent here but hopefully that gives you kind of a look inside like a what it is to do the work and kind of what the work is in this vein in you know in, at least in what I do as a musician and as an improvised musician and kind of what my process has been over the years. Um, number two, it should be a look inside the fact that it's actually not that complicated. You know, there are, obviously there's a learning curve and it can be dense and it can be complex, but the, but the foundation of what we do as musicians is not that complicated if you're paying attention to the right things. And if you're kind of approaching it with an open mind and, and approaching it, with that kind of immersion and uh, and just yeah, just that complete immersion concept, and not thinking about talent or prodigy or genius or any of these stupid words that um, I think are kind of invalid when it comes to this stuff. Uh, let's let's get to this music though, because it, it really those little curious moments. <laughs> Thank you. 
I don't know if you noticed that um, or, or if you know this music at all, but Mike missed the head coming back in. That could have been like lack of a cue from Adam or it just could have been big beginning of the tour and they're not settled into the music 100% yet. Um, knowing Adam, I'm guessing he, he just had everything down stone cold without the music. He is one of the most hyper professional people I've, I've ever had the pleasure of working with and just is, is an incredible musician, number one. Um, I gotta have him on a podcast. Shit, let me let me make a note here to call Adam. Okay, um, he's an incredibly interesting guy. He's been around a lot of incredible musicians, made some great music, has a lot of stories to tell. So I should have him on a podcast. But back to the point of he's he is that like super professional musician who shows up to the situation, respects the music, respects the fact that he's being you know for the most part if he's a sideman being hired to do a job and does it to the absolute best of his ability i really appreciate that about him so i can imagine it was just adam like totally in it and knowing where the stuff was and maybe mike missed the cue or something but uh yeah i always i was it doesn't matter at the end of the day number one because the music trundles on i'm sure they all had kind of a laugh about it i love hearing that everyone is human including michael brecker who to me is is superhuman you know mike is the reason i moved to america like that was they're a group of guys basically the brecker brothers band from the mid 90s was the reason i moved all those guys was the reason i moved to the states so that i i see, i view someone like michael brecker as absolutely superhuman but it's great when you're listening and when you're really inside the music and and like again immersed in it you you hear these things which are like oh okay you know these these are not you know, these are not people on a, on a short list for sainthood or, or perfection. Like, it, <laughs> they're just human beings, just like the rest of us. And that kind of gives you, gives you hope, especially when you, when you hear some things that, are, that you think are a little bit out of reach. Um, it, it puts them just a little bit back, back into perspective a little bit and, uh, and shows you they're a lot closer than you think they are. Even though that, let's go back to that, that little... Adam Rogers burning kind of interlude thing here. So a little bit of melody. It's a really fun tune to play, by the way. Super burning, Adam. That's the Miss Q. I also love the sound of guitar and tenor together. Melody, I think that's great arranging. 
Man, I wish I could play you this whole thing. It's like 22 more minutes long. But just listen to a little Adam. chops are even i mean this is another like four minutes of him playing i think i mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah this is like a six minute solo that's pretty epic in terms of being able to play at that tempo with that intensity not really repeating ideas still being fluid that's a whole other level uh of operational skill as a, as any musician i was going to say guitar player but as any musician and then Mike is up next. Let's just check a little bit of that. Go up the half step vibe. so much about these solos like having transcribed them it, it it comes back immediately like all the lines and all those little things like the little details like i was saying before whether it's that hi-hat thing whether it's the miscue on the head just be aware of that maybe maybe that's something to take away from today's thing just be aware when you're listening you know and um there's a lot more going on there than perhaps you initially thought and it's not like you have to get everything on the first listen i think that's what makes it so much fun to go uh, to be able to listen to things multiple times and find new new meaning in the music new elements to it that maybe you you didn't hear before um maybe go back and listen to something that you haven't listened to in 10 or 15 years and see how you've matured as a listener or as a human or as a player and appreciate different elements of that thing you know there are so many things that inspired me when i was young and i go back and it's like a completely different landscape listening to the same music and i'm coming at it from like a, a, the, the t total opposite side and i'm appreciating so many different things about it and getting again a lot of mileage out of the music um so we wow we covered a lot of stuff today thank you for hanging in there don't forget it's um it's thanksgiving week here in 
in in uh, California in you in the U.S. What are we today? The twentieth? Did I say the twenty? No, twenty first, November twenty first. So my Black Friday slash Cyber Monday sale is going on all this week. Everything is fifty percent off. Everything's half price. Use the promo code GoLow G O L O W at checkout. Either at Yannick Space Studio or at the e-store on my website, all the books, the play-alongs, all that kind of stuff. It's all 50% off this week only. And uh, like I said, I don't ever do ads on the uh, on the podcast, but this seemed like an appropriate time. It's once a year. I know a lot of people perhaps don't have the money to spend like full price on all this stuff. So this week is for you guys, girls, ladies, gentlemen, to get a hold of some of this material and make as much use of it as you possibly can help your practice routine pique your curiosity that's been our theme today a little bit i think the curiosity thing make sure that is at the forefront you know if curiosity is at the forefront you're probably doing everything for the right reason and that's a really good good feeling and if you can go out there today and help somebody else realize that or make someone else feel good do that Highly recommend that. feels feels really good to help other people. So keep keep that in mind. And um, yeah, lots of new guests coming up for the podcast. Super excited to be doing it again, as you maybe can tell. <laughs> um, very therapeutic for me at the same time. So appreciate you guys sticking around. Uh, what is this episode fourteen? Coffee drinker FM. Um, I will see you guys, girls, ladies, and gentlemen, coffee drinkers, on the next episode.